Sky Sports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning. Welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning. Hope the weekend, if you were betting, was profitable. If you're betting on the Harness Racing at Menangle on Saturday night, you would have seen one of the more impressive trotting performances on the track in recent years. They had a big night for the female trotters, led by Queen Elida. They also had the New South Wales Trotting Oaks. And away from the trotters, Team McCarthy had a big night with some of their horses heading up to Queensland, headed by Bondi Lockdown, and can't find a better man. So their team, very sharp, as Queensland beckons. One trainer who has been travelling not just interstate, but trans-Tasman, is Brent Lilly. He trains Queen Elida. He joins us now. Good morning to you, Brent. Thank you for taking the time. Morning, Mick. Yep, no worries. Uh, were you surprised Queen Elida, your open-class trotting mare, could win quite that easily on Saturday night in that sort of time? Because one fifty-three one of the fastest times in Australasian trotting history, and she won by close to 20 metres. Uh, I was a little bit surprised. Yeah, she, she normally doesn't run away from them. She normally waits for them a bit. And um, But, yeah, Chris said, um, you know, he sort of he, he let her stride a bit around the corner and up the straight. He said she you could feel her sort of waiting for something to race. But, um, yeah, we, we were pretty pretty confident that she was right back on song. And... Um, Yes, she proved us right. Is that a case of her maybe getting better? She's only had the sort of one extended campaign in open class, which culminated in the Inter-Dominions. Do you think, Brett, that's maybe made her a better horse? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, um, sometimes, you know, a, a bit of racing at that top level can um, can toughen them up a, a little bit and things. So, um, yeah, she's, you know, she's had about 12 months in that, um, you know, the elite level now and, and certainly, she's um, she's uh, she's thrived on it, and um, you know, she's, uh, everything was thrown at her. She's come through it with flying colours. It wasn't that long ago, Brent, that one fifty-three would have won you the Miracle Mile. Um, obviously, the paces have moved on from that on the big track at Menangle. Do you think she could have gone quicker? Because as you said, she won by a long way and was waiting for other horses. Uh, you actually trained the horse who has the Australasian mile record. Do you think Queen Elida could have gone 152? Uh, I think if she had something there to put her on, sure she could have gone quicker. Um, but, yeah, like I say, she does just wait for them a wee bit. So, um, you know, uh, we were just you know happy to win the race. We weren't um, too worried about trying to break records. But, um, yeah, she sort of, you know, she, she uh, certainly would have been within reach, I think, if... Um, yeah, if there was something, uh, something there to push her. What does 2023 hold for Queen Elida? What's what's the plans between now and the end of the season? Uh, just every fortnight at Melton, there's there's two sort of free-for-alls. The next one's the 20th, and then uh, two weeks after that. And then uh, followed by two mares races um, at Melton. So she'll probably have four more starts before we give her a freshen up. And then um, after that... Uh, yeah, well, I'd probably sort of look to um, look to uh, yeah the Bill Collins Mile, which is about October, and then yeah possibly the Inter Dominions at the end of the year. What do you make of the Inter Dominions being away from Victoria, which is your home state? Is is it 
less attractive going to somewhere which can be as hot as Queensland in December, knowing you have to come back for an Eva Richer series like the Great Southern Star, which is at home. Yeah, well, it's, it's hard, you know, it's, um, you've sort of got to, you know, if the horses are, are right, you've probably, you know, you've got to go where the money is, I guess. Um, so, yeah, she's a horse that, you know, raced through the series and raced great last year, but I'm sure with, you know, that um, that under a belt, um, yeah, I'm sure she'll be fine. But, yeah, it's like I say, it's, it's going to be warm up there and everything, so just one step at a time. But, yeah, if we uh, go up there, get through that and see what happens after then. Mate, what's the story to uh, the the key to success for training all these trotters? You've had success in New South Wales with trotters dating all the way back to Game Bid, winning an Inter Dominion for Gavin Lang twenty five years ago. So, for people who are listening to this who are galloping fans or greyhound fans, what's the key difference between training a trotter and a pacer? Oh well, I suppose patience is the um Number one uh, thing, uh, you know, a trotter, um, you know, over a period of time uh, uh, can get better as they get older, I guess, where, you know, a pacer sometimes, uh, if they've got speed, they'll they'll show it from day one. Um, they'll either have speed or no speed, but, you know, a trotter, as they get older, they can develop speed. Uh, so, yeah, I think you probably just can't be in, you know, too big a hurry to... And then the early days, um, I, I won the derby a couple of years ago. Well, you we actually won two derbies, uh, uh, the New South Wales derby and the Victorian Trotters derby uh, as a three-year-old, and he was our worst two-year-old. So, um, yeah, you just uh, got to be patient and um, and give them the time that they need, I think. And, yeah, a little bit of an art in the shoeing and things with them too. I'm lucky you've got a very good, um, you know, farrier uh, connected to our stable. So, um yeah, and obviously lucky to have a good driver as well on our side. So uh, a number of things. But, yeah, patience is the uh, number one ingredient, I'd say. You talk about your driver, Chris Alford. Recently he got the Gordon Rothercut Medal, which is the highest honour you can achieve in Victorian harness racing. I've been involved in lots of Gordon Rothercut Medals, and I can't remember one any more popular than this. They're always popular, but Chris Alford genuinely might be one of the most liked and revered people in harness racing. Oh, that's right. It's a, um, you know, uh, it's, a, it'd be an honour for him to have, uh, to have won that. And, you know, he's been, um, you know, a, a champion driver and a person for, uh, you know, a number of years. So, um, no, it was just as it's that, uh, that it was recognised, yeah. Mate, you are a Kiwi by birth and spent much of your life there. You lived in Australia for a long time now. You've been heading back across the Tasman with Elder Baron Zeus, who won a $50,000 trotting race at Cambridge. He's had no luck since. Do you think the gap between Australian trotting and New Zealand trotting at the top level is starting to close because of predominantly the enormous amount of money invested in breeding in Victoria, or at the most unbiased level, as a man who has a, a foot in both countries, are New Zealand trotters at the highest level generally better than the Australians? Well, uh, over the years they have been, but um, look, I'm sure, I'm sure um, now that. Um, I think uh, Queen Elida, you know, she's the most um, 
Well, yes, she's the most promising, and I'd say she's the best trotter that I've ever trained, and I've got no doubt that she would be competitive uh, in any feature race anywhere in the world, I think. Um, I think the world's their oyster, and she's so fast and so good-gated. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah so, uh, I think um, if we do get a chance to bring her back to New Zealand at some stage, um, um, yeah, I'm sure she'll be... Uh, She'd uh, yeah, be, be certainly um, hard to beat wherever she goes. A couple of people you know well, Greg Sugars and Jess Tubbs, are soon heading to Sweden with their trotter Just Believe. You've been down that path yourself. Um, what do you make of the whole experience and what sort of what sort of opposition do you expect to turn up here? Because I think for lots of people in this part of the world, unless you've seen the depth of trotting quality up there, it's sort of hard to get your head around. It's almost like Australia's best human sprinter over 100 metres going to the Olympics and finding there might be 30 or 40 people faster than you. Yes, well, you know, that's all they have there, the trotters, and, and you know, their, their, um, their top ones are, are certainly, um, are certainly uh, you know, very good. Um, yeah, Greg uh, mentioned to me they might have been going. Um, what do I think? And I said, well, you know, uh, it's certainly something you wouldn't uh, knock back the experience of going over and, and perhaps even the things you learn and um, the contacts you make. And if you've got a horse good enough to, um, you know, to compete, um, you know, you're very lucky and very uh, privileged. So, yeah, I'm sure that they're, they're going over there under no uh, no illusions of how, how hard it's going to be. But, uh, look, if he could qualify for the final, I think that would be an achievement in its, uh, in its own. All right, Lil, what's the other uh, plan for this week? Are you lining up any horses in your, your well-known green and gold colours or any other colours for that matter uh, in Victoria this week? Uh, yes, later in the week, um, later in the week, uh, Sunday we'll have a few uh, good chances at Cranbourne. So um, I'm heading back to New Zealand tomorrow to get um, Elder Baron's boots tuned up for the races over there. But um, I'm sure... Uh, Tracy and the boys will have the team fired up at home. Any names we should stick into the race tracker coming up at, at Team Lily? Well, I've, uh, I've got a pacer, which is very rare in, in my team at the moment. We're mostly trotters, but one that uh, we purchased from New Zealand and he came over and did a good job as a two-year-old. Uh, he's since been gelded, um, called Hugo Maguire. Uh, he's pretty well rated uh, the grade he's in over here, so I'm Expect him to uh, win a few races pretty quick. Mate, we appreciate your time, Lil. Um, thanks for lighting up Menangle with Queen Elida on Saturday night. And yeah, good luck back in the old home country with Elderbar and Zeus <laughs> up against Muscle Mountain over the next couple of weeks. Cheers. Thanks, Mick. That's Brent Lilly, whose mare, Queen Elida, was absolutely outstanding at Menangle on Saturday night. Other features there were won by, as mentioned, Bondi Lockdown and... Can't find a better man who was really good. He's a four-year-old who seems to be getting stronger all the time. Also, the New South Wales Trotting Oaks. So the first of the big three-year-old trots, won by Rockin' with Attitude. So a double for Elderbarrett Eagle there, the stallion, on Saturday night. That one trained by David Miles. Well, racing today in New South Wales is a rarity for a Monday. We're actually heading to two different venues, Newcastle and Canberra. Uh, very busy early part to the night at Canberra for Team McDowell. So Kerry McDowell joins us 
on the show this morning. Hey, thank you for taking the time to talk to us, Kerry. They've lumped all your horses into about four or five races at Canberra tonight, so you're in for a busy little time. Yes, thanks for having me, Mick. Um, yeah, we have uh, five going down tonight. Um, a few of them are struggling for a bit of form at the moment, though, but, um, yeah, we'll have our hands full tonight. <laughs> Okay, you kick off in the second on the card. First race at Canberra tonight goes at 6.14. You kick off the family stable in the second on the card. What are your favourites? Chesmack or Chesmack? Chesmack. And and Better Sensation uh, in the same race. Now, Leighton Green does a lot of your driving, and he's driving uh, Chesmack. So is it clearly the top pick for that reason? Um, Well... Yes and no. Um, we'll just have a look at the horse and, and how they are at the moment and, and, and who suits it. But, um, yeah, he likes Shedsmack a little bit. She's a, normally a, a quick beginner, um, so hopefully you know, she'll she'll run a good race from a, getting that good draw, the two. And um, Sensation, you know, he should run a useful race. He's, uh, he's down in grade to what he's been racing recently, Um um, but again, he's you know been a little bit out of form. But hopefully today, you know, he'll, he'll run a decent race for us. Okay, she's Max almost at a hundred thousand dollars in career stakes. It'd be nice to get over that before I presume eventually she'll she'll be retired and off to stud. Yes, hopefully. Um, you know, Colin does like to um, keep a lot of his mares that that have done all right for us and, and breed them. He, he does love to breed horses. Um, but yeah, it'd be nice to get her over, tick her over that hundred thousand. Be lovely. And the third on the card, which goes at seven twenty-seven, you have um, one of the, the real uh, stayers of the stable. All Star Magicians won seventeen races, just a bit of loose change under a hundred thousand dollars in stakes, and start tonight one hundred and thirty-three. So he'll know what he's doing anyway. Yes, um, he's, a, he's, he's actually Dean and my horse. We own him. Um, he was given to us by Colin a fair time ago. But, um, you know, drawn one, um, you know, hopefully holds the lead and, and he should be probably, you know, pretty hard to beat from there. He's, um, we think he's probably our best chance tonight at Canberra. Like a lot of those older horses, is it a case when they're confident and happy and up in front? They'll get on the speed. They'll get on the nickel, and they'll keep going. Whereas some of those older horses, when they get back in the field, Kerry, they they sometimes look after themselves a bit and not try too hard. Definitely, definitely spot on there, Mick. That's um, it's exactly the type of horse he is. Um, likes being up in the fight and knows that he's 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 up there with a chance. But yeah, when he gets back in the field, he's he's one of those horses that why exert myself. <laughs> Well, that's probably why he's had 133 starts and he's still ticking over. <laughs> Let's yeah, talk about the yeah. fifth on the card. 8.23, not the same sort of luck with Twilight Heaven. Gets a second line barrier draw and that can be really hard to overcome uh, out of Canberra. But I, I like this horse. I think it's got a fair bit of ability and comes off three trials. Hasn't raced since December, but has been to the trials. Have the trials been good enough to suggest Twilight Heaven can win tonight? Well, I mean, first up, yeah, you're right. From a spell, um, you know, it's very difficult <laughs> being in the, from the, uh, the the nine gate down at um, Canberra. But um, first up, well, hopefully she'll run on and and run on late and, and have a good race. But yeah, 
it's, it's difficult to say first up. I think the, the trials have been okay. Um, uh, we'll just, you know, need probably a little bit of luck with her from that nine gate. In the sixth on the card, you guys have Zen Master, who, look, the overall form, it looks relatively okay. Look, he's, he's had just the one win from 22 starts, but he's actually raced in some pretty nice races, raced in a, a gold chalice and a consolation there. So, um Obviously, a horse who's better than a one-win horse. What do you make of Zen Master tonight? Yeah, he's. Um, uh, I think Dean uses the word enigma for him. Um, he's uh, he's a little bit of a mystery. This one trying to work him out, but um, we don't feel inside of that back row is really, really going to suit him. Um, but you know, um, he always sort of can put in in a in a good one here and there. But probably an each way chance with with some luck. Okay, you head to Menangle tomorrow. They have the afternoon meeting, the regular Tuesday afternoon meeting. It kicks off at, at 12.20. And you guys have Maxis Meridius uh, in the trot. Now, I know you've had a few trotters, but not many. And this one's a two-year-old trotter, so it must have shown you a bit straight away to be racing this early in its two-year-old season. Yeah, we um, we really like him. Um, you know, he's the first foal out of one of our mares that you know um we've bred we've got one brood mare that we've always bred from at trotter um and he's the first foal out of uh maximus um uh, with his mother um uh, but he's by sebastian k and you know um we really 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 do like him he's trialed uh really well twice um before his first start he's you know got a, a few things wrong um so we've trialed him again and seems to be doing everything right so Fingers crossed with him tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, we've got a bit of a high opinion of him. <laughs> oh, good. Looking forward to seeing him. It's actually quite a, quite a deep field tomorrow for the first on the card there. Also a couple of paces later on. Race four, Sky, Mary, Mac. And a little bit later on, you've got... Um, and it's drawn the second line, Prince of Peace, in the eighth on the card. That's obviously one of the heats of the Metro Series, or the Regional Championship Series, the Metro Division. What sort of chance for those two tomorrow? Well, Sky Mary Mack, you know, three-off Billy. Uh, we had a really big opinion of her earlier on, but she's had a few issues. We've uh, found some brain chips and that, which we've fixed up. Um, and just hoping that she starts sort of, you know, putting it all together tomorrow. Um and then Prince of Peace, he's going really well at the moment. Um, but, you know, it's a tough race. It's the heat of the regional, and he's drawn 10. Um, but we think he'll be, you know, running on late. OK, nice horse in the last is Major Obama. Like, he's clearly got plenty of ability. But um, where's he at? Because there's a few nice ones in here. He comes into a grade against Major Jealous and Artesian Raider, um, Artillery, the Black Prince. So there's some decent horses in there compared with what he's been racing recently. Yeah, yeah, he's um, you know, he's a, he's a big, strong um, sort of looking horse, but it's a it's a strong race for him, and he's you know he's getting up there in age as well, and um, you know we think he's probably probably just a place chance tomorrow. Okay, so we're heading to Canberra tonight. What are we thinking for the Sky Sport Radio listeners, Kerry? Is the best of what appears to be about ten horses for you guys over the next two days? Yeah, I think. Um, but today, also probably the pick today, um, but I would say the best tomorrow is going to be Maximus Meridius. 
Okay, All-Star Magician Race 3, number one at Canberra tonight. Hey, Kerry, nice to talk to you again. Thanks for taking the time to have a yak to us. And hoping the long trip home from Canberra is a smiley one this evening. (laughs) Hopefully, yes. uh, It doesn't look too promising. It's supposed to get down to, you know, I think three degrees down there tonight. So it's going to be very, very cold. But thank you. Lovely to talk to you, Mick. Well, look on the bright side, you're not in the last race <laughs> for three degrees potentially for Canberra tonight. Um, good luck if you're listening in the nation's capital. I presume most people won't be popping along. They'll be watching on Sky Sport, uh, so Sky Television, of course. Uh, all the odds available on tab.com.au. Nice to have Kerry McDowell talking us through their team for the next couple of days. We also have Newcastle racing today, so... As, as mentioned, it's a real rarity to have two Monday meetings uh, in New South Wales. And Brad Elder, uh, the son of Darren Elder and the number one driver for the stable, has a strong book today, maybe not on form, but on the chances in these relevant races. First time I've had a chance to talk to Brad on the radio. Hey, Brad, I know it's a busy day coming up today, so thank you for taking the time to join us. No worries, Mick. Thanks for having me on. Well, we'd love to get a winner out of you because um, that's why we've got you here. We want to hear about uh, your chances at Newey today. First race goes at one twenty-two. Uh, for those people who haven't heard you on the radio before, Brad, obviously Darren Elder, who has been training for such a long time in Newcastle, is your father. So I presume you work these horses together? Uh, yeah, most of the time. Um, we just sort of work in as one and get the job done. All right, let's see if we can get the job done on the first on the card. You... Drive Ashley's blue chip doesn't look a strong field, but there's not a lot of form, and Ashley is fresh up. Uh, she, she's, she's had two trials. One of them was a winning trial. Is she going to be fit enough on her stable debut? Yeah, I think so. She won a trial two weeks ago. Uh, they didn't go real fast time, but she was sort of first up for a while. And then uh, last Wednesday, she trialed again and she galloped, but. Uh, Made a few gear adjustments and we should be sweet today. Any gate speed from Barrier 2? Um, she's got a little bit. Uh, just sort of see what happens early. If, um, we're not going to be able to cross the one to sort of look for cover straight away. Okay, in the second on the card, you've got Run Viv Run, uh, who's been around plenty of times, only had the four victories, but this looks a particularly weak race. And I thought Run Viv Run the last start third would suggest has to be hard to beat here. Yeah, he um, he led up at Newcastle first up for us and copped a lot of mid-race pressure and still finished off all right. So I think if he can find the top, he's going to be pretty hard to beat. OK, so you've got a couple of newish stable runners. Is he a horse who only had the four wins from 100-odd starts? Is, is he going to pick up a couple in a Monday-type race? I think so. I think he... Um, sort of keep him around the sort of week of meetings and he, he should be able to do a good job. A horse who obviously is going to have a better record than that eventually is race four, my ultimate major. Um, good win last time out. Um, actually won again three starts ago as well too. So this one, another one of the family horses and it's now one eleven. So it's already well past the other horse. Um, what do you make of my ultimate major? Is he going for a bit of a bit of a phase at the moment where things are working out well for him. He hasn't been with you guys very long and he seems to really be enjoying it. Yeah, I think he, he's um, going right today. He He's just sort of one of them horses that if he's thereabouts, he sort of picks up the money. So like the other day at Tamworth, he was 
he was sort of locked up and then he, he got his chance late and got up the inside and got the cash. Okay, in the uh, in the sixth on the card, you've got a horse that you train yourself called C Mark. Uh, good second last time. Has to start from the outside of the gate here, but it's won seven races. Also ran second at Tamworth last time. What do you make of C Mark back to Newcastle where it won about eight starts ago? Uh, the draw doesn't help him at all. He's more of a leader. He did go all right last start from behind, but uh, I think we're going to end up a long way back. Uh, I don't think we'll be able to cross the one. It sort of gets out really good, and he won on Friday night, so it'll be pretty hard to beat. Okay, mate, in the last on the card, we're talking to Brad Elder about Newcastle today. Uh, last on the cards at 5.36, you have Red Fox Raider, again, for Dad's Stable. We're in third at Tamworth. Um, this one's just recently turned up from Victoria, and its best Victorian form wasn't too bad. One at Bendigo about four starts ago. So if not today, I would suggest there's a win in Red Fox Raider again relatively shortly. Yeah, I think so. Um led on him last start and he got really keen. Uh, went 55-1 the first half around Tamworth, which is absolutely unheard of before. And he just sort of, he ran out of fuel late, but he, he sort of had to. Um, he's got heaps of gate speed, so probably send him forward. And if there was the right horse there to take cover on, I'd, I'd definitely take it. He's uh, he's in his work. He When he peels off their backs, he really has a pretty strong sprint, so... Instead of using it all up out in front, we might look for cover. The stable also has Night Watch Star and Outlook in the race, but I would suggest from the market and that last start performance, Red Fox Raider would be the best chance of those three, Brad? Yeah, I think so. That's why I chose him. Um, Outlook's going pretty good too, and she's very consistent, so surely she'll um, run in the top three anyway. So, Brad, you've had what, well over 400 wins in your career now. How many horses would there be on the property between you and Dad training at the moment? Uh, I think there might be 37 or 38. It's not hard to keep track what's, because they're coming and going all the time. It's, um, what's, what's the goal for you? Is, is it to get to the 500 wins, to get more than that, or is getting a Group 1 the crucial thing? Because obviously with the regional championships now, there's... There's group ones available at tracks like Newcastle, which may not be quite as punishing as trying to get a group one at Menangle. Yeah, well, I did um, qualify when I trained for it, uh, Misty Studley on Friday night, so he's um, he's a good chance. He's been running pretty well, and yeah, if he sort of random barrier draw, if he draws all right, we could be half a show. Is the regional championship something which is, has only been with us for three or four years? become a bit of a focal point for, for people, we use Newcastle as an example here, in the Newcastle region, because obviously uh, it's a it's a lot of money and you don't have to take on the Menangle horses. Is it something you start thinking about two or three months out with a horse if it's good enough? Yeah, I think so. And it, it makes it a bit better that it's only Australian bred horses so that, you know, people can't just pretty much buy the race with a New Zealand horse. So, yeah, you sort of trying to find a uh, good Australian bred horse and sort of get them ready for it. Well, Brad, it's uh, it's been a very busy time for the stable. It looks like it's going to be a busy uh, afternoon this afternoon. What's your best chance of driving slash training a winner or anything from the stable at all for our listeners from Newcastle today? 
I reckon uh, Ashley's blue chip. All right. The horse with no form. Race one, punters. You don't need to wait long. Race one, number two, Ashley's Blue Chip. Hey, Brad, nice to talk to you, mate. Um, good luck with your horse in the regional final coming up in just under two weeks. And to get round safe this afternoon at Newcastle. Thanks a lot, mate. That's Brad Elder, who has best of the day. Race one, number two. That's the afternoon meeting out of Newcastle. Then we head to Canberra tonight. Best there for Kerry McDowell is race three, number one. So race three, number one tonight, and race two, uh, number one, coming out, oh sorry, wait, my apologies, reverse that, race one, number two, coming out of Newcastle. All those odds are available on tab.com.au. We race at Menangle tomorrow, where they have the regional championship heats, those finals in a couple of weeks' time. So a great initiative from Harness Racing New Zealand, giving the four regions, Harness Racing New South Wales, giving the four regions um, chances to have their finalists before they all get together for the state final, all those at Group 1 level. Thanks for joining us for On The Pace on a Monday morning. We'll next have the On The Pace segment at 10.30 on Wednesday, and that will be with Brittany Graham.